to Enterprise. Lock on transporters. Beam is up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, don't beam us up. Beam me up. Energize. Hello and welcome to Pot Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea. And I am Oshin. Great. Today we are discussing the 14th episode, Shadows of the Gem. Where Tipol is ordered Tipol? Tipol. <laughs> but during her last Starfleet mission, she and Archer are kidnapped by an alien planet's militant faction and placed at the mercy of the Mercurial Andorians. Yeah. So I made a me. I made a mistake and watched the next episode instead of this one. And for the other episode, spoilers, I'm gonna have a lot of things to say. I have notes and yeah. notes and notes. My only note for this episode was so many things happened, but nothing happened. Yeah, I did not care for this episode. This could have been so good because we've been mentioning Star Trek not doing follow-up to things that happened before. And now this is a follow-up episode. It's like, oh, great. What happened in the Sanctuary of the Gem had repercussions. But at the same time, it's... A catch-up episode, but for no reason. Yeah. They start and end the episode the same way. Not like in Vulcans, T'Pol stays on the Enterprise. And now the only thing is that Andorians don't owe them anything. Which isn't even a thing. Like, Archer is never like, oh, I'm so glad that I helped the Andorians because now they're in my debt. Like... Yeah. So, I don't know... Yeah, it was just such a boring episode. Like you say, just nothing happened. And it felt like filler, but it was obviously, like you say, continuing on this story of what happened in the Endorian incident. Yeah. But that's not what I wanted followed up on, not the story. After that episode, I wasn't like, oh, how are the Endorians going to repay this debt? No. <laughs> I was, how is T'Pol going to feel about Vulcans or what they're doing? And that's not addressed in this episode at all. I know. This could have been an email. <laughs> yeah, another episode that could have been an email. Because I was thinking, I'm still debating in my head whether or not I like this less than uh, Terra Nova. Oh, is it that low for you? I liked it more. Yeah, it's it's pretty low. I I, I liked it more than Terra Nova, but not like... I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know, because... I just didn't hate it as Terranova much. for me had at least, as we discussed, at least had an interesting idea that just was executed poorly, whereas this just didn't even have an interesting idea. I mean, as you said, we want follow-up on so many things, and they choose this to give to us. We have a temporal war going on, and they choose to give us... A thing that we didn't know happened, which is the destruction of the Sanctuary of the Gem, where no one died, just the Sanctuary. And now they're like, and because no one died, to Paul, come back. <laughs> yeah. So this is probably the most exposure I've had 
to the Vulcans in any Star Trek show because obviously there have been Vulcan characters in other shows but this is really delving into Vulcan society culture Vulcan influence on the galaxy mm-hmm. and basically I have ha- are Vulcan the bad guys they were in the beginning because it feels like they're just setting up Vulcans to be these bad guys because they're spying on the Andorians and we now know they have this puppet government on Corridon, or we're led to believe they have a puppet government. That's not explored at all. They literally just kind of throw it in there as this device to get to Paul and Archer kidnapped, and then they don't yeah. explore it at all or go into it. Uh, it's such a weird episode. And so I'm going to jump to the end of the episode because this really confused me. So the Andorians want to repay the debt they have to Archer. But they also don't like the Vulcans and they want, I couldn't figure out, do they want to side with the rebels or are they actually siding with the rebels? But at the same time, then they attack the rebels and it's like, well, hang on, if if you're siding with them against the Vulcans, can you just not negotiate with them to release Archer? And I, I was so confused. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't think they got that far in the writer's room. Because it does look like they are infiltrated with the rebels. So if they're infiltrated, it would mean that they're not okay with them. Yeah. Because if you're okay with them, you don't need a person to infiltrate it. But logically, if these rebels are fighting against a Vulcan government control, the Andorians surely agree with their cause. And we know from previous episodes that the Andorians are an aggressive species that don't mind physical conflict so they are lying in how they act it's not like the andorians are like oh but we don't want this but let's go the pacifist way Mm -hmm. so they could work together but that wouldn't make for an entertaining three seconds of fight (laughs) yeah i couldn't figure that out it was really weird because i get that the andorians are obviously anti-vulcan and the rebels are obviously anti-vulcan but the Andorians are spying on the rebels who are... And they even use the phrase, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But they're not, because you just attacked them. You just shot them. Yeah. If anything, I feel like they overpaid back the debt. Because Archer didn't kill anyone to help the Andorians discover that spy thing. Whereas these Andorians have now killed people to save Archer's life. Yeah, but we're not going to see that address. <laughs> well, this is it. I'm really confused. Is that the end of this Pajem, Vulcan, and Dory? I don't think it is. No. But I don't know where they... I don't know how they come back to it. I'm interested to see how they come back to it. But that's not a credit to this episode. That's because I was interested to see how they came back to it before this episode. And I was disappointed in how they came back to it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I didn't like this episode. It wasn't good. I'm like, this is definitely one of the episodes where I've had the least amount of notes. I only had that line. So many things happened, but nothing happened. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Also, it was another rug pull episode uh, because I enjoyed Archer teasing Trip about not bringing him mm-hmm. to the planet with the the shipyards, which I'm disappointed we didn't get to see because in any science fiction universe like Star Trek or Star Wars, I'm always thinking to myself... Who who builds these ships and where are they built? I want to see those. But 
I, I I did not enjoy realizing that he was also teasing us about bringing Hoshi. Yep. That that was part of the ruse. He wasn't bringing Hoshi at all. She was staying on the ship. And it, he also justified it like, oh, Hoshi has to come because language and communication. Yeah. And then she yeah. was, he was like, psych, I'm up, bro. <laughs> We're going to get lit down there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird episode. And we we need to talk about the T'Pol Archer tied together scene. Do we need to? No, we do, Andrea, because I was so confused. Do we need to? You no, know, we do. I don't want to no, talk we do. about them. Oh no, but we do. But Andrea, because we have to, we have to laugh together at the hilarious moment where T'Pol lands on Archer's face, tits first. You know. Ha 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 ha. Okay, but seriously though, I was watching that scene. I genuinely couldn't figure out what they were going for. Like, was it meant to be just awkward? Was it meant to be funny? Because it's this really, you know, they're tied together in a hostage situation. It's really weird to try and make a funny scene out of it. Or were they trying, were they, were they trying to do some sexual chemistry between them? Were they like testing waters and being like, before we commit to the whole trip to Paul thing, let's just test the waters onto Paul Archer? I don't know. I think it was a uh, haha funny, but they were also trying to test the waters and see what their reaction was, uh, which I don't think was good. No, those those waters were acidic. They were not waters; they were lava. Yeah. So jump in it and burn it because, um, no, that wasn't. And it was, okay, so we've talked before, or I've talked before, about how sexualized Topol's suit is. Mm-hmm. And how it doesn't make sense, but because she's a Vulcan person, she's under Vulcan command, she doesn't have the Starfleet command suit. But her suit is over-sexualized. If this had happened with a suit like Hoshi's, it wouldn't have been so haha funny. It would have been like, okay, huh? But it wouldn't have been a thing. But because her boobs are like, perked, mm. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, are you trying to be funny in a sexual harassment way? Or. Because that, it's the 2000s. They don't know what sexual harassment means. Yeah. So it's funny to make your science officer, who is below you in rank, to fall tits first on your face. It's haha funny. Ha funny. Yeah. Ha. I just, the whole scene, I, I was like just uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Because even if they were trying to go for an actual kind of let's test the waters on this, the actors just do not have that chemistry. And I, I even felt that they were uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Like the moment where they're trying to, to turn around so that they're facing each other and I don't even like describing it, but Paul is doing this like weird shimmy around Archer, and I was like, "This is so weird." Yeah, I feel there like... had to be a better way to do that. Yeah, for sure. Like just on the spot. Yeah, turn around on the spot, 
You take a turn to turn around on the spot. There's the, You don't need to treat him like a lap dance pole. But, but also, how would she rub on him all around? I just, like, I mean, I, yeah. So, yeah. We, I just, I just think that Archer and Tapol have the chemistry of siblings that have different parents. So, step-siblings. Yeah. And, and Archer knows more about, about life because he's older. I don't even think they have that good chemistry. I think they have the chemistry of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step-siblings can get get along quite badly. That's why I'm saying it's not like, oh, I love you. I'm going to risk my life for you every step of the way. It's like, oh, I'm stuck with you. <laughs> yeah. My dad decided <laughs> to have us both. <laughs> and I'm stuck with you. And they do the best that they can with the situation they're they're in. But if they could choose someone else, they would. Yeah. And funnily enough, if they could choose someone else, they both would choose Strip. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, at the same time, this whole episode is about how they have the opportunity to not be together anymore. Yeah, but Tipol makes no effort either way. No. She's a submissive bitch, and I don't like that in this episode, because she's not. She's a bossy bitch. Every other episode, yeah. she's bossy, and she, she's opinionated. But the moment that High Command is like, fuck you, she's like, okay. Yeah, it's weird, because obviously, you know, Vulcans aren't real, and uh, humans are writing this episode. They are not? And they're writing Vulcans. I know, I know, Andrea. I, I didn't want to break this to you like this, but unfortunately, yeah. But, you know, humans are writing these characters as being completely logical, but obviously it's it's difficult for humans to do because we're not completely logical. We're um, not? No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird because I don't know what reaction to Paul... What, like, what is the logical reaction to Paul should have I can see the Vulcan logic in that she's not to blame, but she has some responsibility that she didn't intervene in Pajem. We talked about it in the episode. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time... But she was like, "Mm, I don't think it's a good idea. She did. Yeah, no, she did. But, um, But at the same time, there's more than one logical angle to look at it, because logically, if you want to keep a Vulcan on that starship, it makes sense to keep the Vulcan who knows them mm-hmm. and has built a relationship with them. That's also logical. I don't know. I, d- I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I think... So because... You go ahead. No, no, I didn't really know what I was going to say. I'm, I was just going to say we're 20 minutes into recording and we're just done. Like, this could be the whole episode because the episode didn't do anything for us to talk about. No. Um, They were going to throw her a going away party. I liked Flox in this episode. Flox is amazing. And I liked that he warned her about the going away party because he knows she's Vulcan and she's not going to appreciate that. Yeah. I would have liked to see the preparation of the going away party. Yeah. Hoshi's mission to try and discover to Paul's favorite food. Yeah. For, for, for Reed, <laughs> they were like, we have to find his favorite food. We have to. Yeah. And... For Tipol, nothing. No one came up to her and was like, hey, so what do you miss most about Vulcan? Mm. 
which wouldn't make sense because she's being deported. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like I did like the ending where you know they kind of trick the Vulcans into keeping her, but I had a question for you. Okay. It's occurred to me before on this show. So one of the things we've talked about in Star Trek is they often pose these moral questions about when it's okay to interfere in another culture or try and change another culture, mm-hmm. you know, like make them better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting that throughout Star Trek, it is more often than not seen as a good thing when Vulcans start to become quote-unquote more human and more emotional and I was wondering how you felt about that well that's bullshit I don't think anyone should ever change for anyone else and Mm -hmm. so I don't know how much to go into the information yeah obviously don't I don't want you to spoil Enterprise Not, not, not spoil Enterprise but there are things that I know about Vulcans because I've watched things, and I don't know if you've watched the same things, or the listeners have watched the same things, so I don't want to spoil those things. It's not particular to the plot of anything, it's just how Vulcans have been explained to me. But it doesn't make sense that anyone is trying to change anyone, because when Vulcans try to do that to us in the show, we're like, hmm that's not how we behave that's not human nature so why would you want a Vulcan I mean yeah you would want a Vulcan to be more emotional but why would you force them to be if it's not in their nature yeah it's like trying very harsh comparison here but like if you're trying to make a psychopath more emotional it's not gonna work they can't they physically can't feel emotion and Vulcans are not exactly psychopaths because they can feel emotion. We've seen that. But it's like a religion thing, right? Like they choose to live their lives on the basis of logic and they purge themselves of emotion in the sanctuary and it's their decision to act like that. And so for another species to come here and be like, oh, I'm almighty and I know better than you and you should behave more emotionally and have more empathy. Why? Because the thing is, humans love to put their morals into other beings. And I saw this the other day, because there was a video online of a kitten playing with butterflies. There were a bunch of butterflies, and the kitten stepped on the butterflies, like not to kill them, because he was playing. And the comments on that video were like, I don't know if this is cute or it's like rude or like insensitive. The kitten doesn't know about killing, doesn't care. He's a predator, and he's just playing, he's not even hunting, and all the butterflies are alive, like there's no death in the video, but we're so focused on, oh, I would never do that, because we know better as human beings to care about the bugs. Fucking kill the bug. I kill spiders all the time. I don't care that they help the ecosystem. They're dead. Why are you in my room? (laughs) Yeah. So we, we push this narrative of like, Oh, I don't know if it's cute because it's a little kitten playing with butterflies. Reminded me a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. It was so nice and so cute. But the comments made me like, it's a cat. The cat doesn't have a moral code. The cat just does what cat wants. Cat, cat. 
like mine. She gets possessed by the devil all the time. What am I going to do? It's a cat's nature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cat, yeah. Animals don't have morals. Like, you know, you see those videos of kittens being friends with ducklings and stuff. And it's cute. Yeah. But they they have formed some sort of bond. But that doesn't mean that every cat is going is going to form a bond with a duck or something. It's just, you know. Yeah. So I know that animals feel. I'm not denying that they feel. No. Yeah. Because they do. Because... I've seen it. But just having feelings and having a moral compass are two very different things. So they feel love and hurt and they're scared or angry. But they're, they're not like, oh, this is wrong. I should not be doing this because I feel guilty then. They don't know what guilt is. I mean, they may feel guilty, but not for moral things like... If a dog breaks something and the owner is like, what have you done? Then they get scared. And Yeah, but, but I, I don't think that's guilt. I think that's more fear of, yeah, oh shit, of, there could be consequences to this. They don't know why it's wrong. Or, yeah, exactly. They can learn not to do it again so they don't get the punishment again. But they're not like, oh, yeah, right, I broke it and it's worth a lot of money. So that's why I shouldn't break another one. No, they're like, oh, I don't want to get punished again. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I feel about it. Vulcans. Vulcans are puppies. <laughs> Just l let them be. Yeah. I like Vulcans to be analytical and critical. I don't want them to be emotional. That w We have so many other species. Okay. But do you not think, maybe I'm misreading, do you not think that we are seeing T'Pol become more emotional? Oh, we are. But I don't like Because it. at the end of the episode, obviously, she clearly wants to stay. Yeah, I agree. She's becoming more emotional, but I don't like it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think she... Maybe it's not more emotional, but maybe it's like... I don't know how to explain it. More defiant. Right. Because she's happy in Enterprise, but she's not going to be like, oh, I'm happy here, so I want to stay. Because that's an emotion, and that's expressing an emotion, which is a no-no. But if my boss here wants me here and I want to be here, I'm not going to talk to my other boss and be like, actually, I want to leave. It's just like, oh, you did the work. Okay, well, I'm too ill to move. Yeah. <laughs> Some mood. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. We tend to do that. We tend to humanize everything. I'm curious. I'm looking forward to seeing how far that goes and... Because obviously, you know, she's obviously going to get with Trip, And how far, how you feel about that as well. Because I, I know obviously how you feel about Trip, And I kind of know how you feel about Tripal. But I'm curious to see how this feeds into that. What are your guesses on how I feel about them together? Oh, well, I've heard you call them your babies. Yeah. Or your parents. But are they, are they my, my babies and my parents? both as a unit or as separate people oh. because trip is my boyfriend obviously yeah i think hmm because you had put them together as parents and therefore i automatically this is my whole fault of unconscious bias assumed you were talking about them as a couple mm -hmm. but now hearing you talk about this dislike of to becoming more emotional and beginning to think that we're 
maybe you prefer early seasons to pull rather than later seasons to pull. You please don't confirm or deny, but that that's my that's the impression I'm getting at the moment. Let's put a pin to it and come back to it when we're in season four. <laughs> yeah. Also on the Vulcans, I had a question. So when when T'Pol is tricking their captors, she says Archer is the steward, and the captor says Vulcans are known for their truthfulness. That is bullshit. This is my question. I couldn't figure out was he being sarcastic or not because we know that he doesn't trust Vulcans because they're leading this puppet government. But at the same time, he does seem to believe her that Archer is the steward. And I'm like, okay, but are you an idiot then? <laughs> yes, he is. I think he was being truthful. I don't think he was being sarcastic. But I also think that his bias was working against him. And him not knowing that Vulcans can be subordinates of other species or people helped him make the decision of, okay, I believe that you are the captain and not this guy. Okay. Which doesn't make sense because he's told you that he's the captain. But yeah, I got confused by that because they were lying. Vulcans were lying about the sanctuary. Yeah, and Vulcans clearly lied to get this puppet government into... Yeah, but he did seem truthful. It's almost like the episode wasn't thought out properly. It is as if this episode should have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> I would like shows to do that. Like, just Star Wars the shit and just give us a text at the beginning of the episode. This is the boring shit that happened. Catch up. Yeah. And we can go on to the exciting things. I wouldn't mind that. It could be their version of the, the Star Wars crawl, the Star Trek email. Yeah. Just a, a, a log. A captain's log. Yeah. It's been two weeks since our last mission. This has happened in the meantime. T'Pol and Mai got kidnapped. It yeah. was boring. It was surprisingly more boring than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode's Captain's Log would be like, so the Vulcans wanted T'Pol back. They didn't get her. She's staying on Enterprise. And Dorian's repaid a debt I didn't know we had. And this planet is under the control of the Vulcans. I think that is... what we needed. Yeah. Also, the, the, the small detail that there's a okay so there's a planet with billions of people so basically earth and it is under the control of vulcans in the government and there are factions going against the government but it is not considered a civil war because they're delusional question mark yeah i don't know it's weird it was it was all very confusing. And there's nothing being done to stop the war because it's not a war. It's just people angry, which is how wars start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the episode didn't go into it and also to be honest, I just I don't care enough about it. Of course you don't because this episode I, but I should. didn't make any sense. They should have made it so it makes It should sense. it should be interesting. It should I should have cared about it. But, but the episode was just, uh, I don't know. The writing was very poor, and this shows the problem with Hollywood writers that we're seeing now, 20-something years later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the writing was very poor, and I think an example of that is that Trip and Reed's 
plan of rescue involves walk just walking into this shanty town in full uniform, no stealth at all. They're just walking around, <laughs> and then they so just easily get kidnapped again. The captain and Tapo went down in a shuttle to the surface, got attacked, and got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to go on a shuttle bus to the same city. <laughs> yeah, like they wanted to do basically the same thing. And I wonder, are you guys okay? Because we know you're dumb. But that dumb? And what was their plan? After, like, if they had not got kidnapped by the Andorians, what was their plan? Reed is their security officer. How is this secure? First of all, again, with the leaving the ship and ranks thing, you have first officer and captain kidnapped. And now you have third and fourth in command kidnapped. Yeah. I'm sure that the security team has to have at least one other person other than Reed. So my thought here is maybe send Reed and another person down to the surface. So Trick can stay up and be the commanding officer on the fucking ship. But he says earlier in the episode, he says to Trip, I have a security detail ready to launch. Where is it? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I I don't know if maybe I, I mean, I can't blame myself. Maybe I wasn't paying attention and they mentioned why they didn't take them. But it was just, uh, it was so stupid. So dumb. Not great. I think we can finish this episode now, unless you have any other questions, because this episode wasn't good. I have I have three more small things. Okay. One, we saw T'Pol Greenblood when she was shot. Oh. Did you notice? No. Okay. My other note is that uh, the Vulcan's commander went down on the assault operation. Doesn't seem very logical. Yeah. And then my other note, and it's just a general note about the show so far, is that obviously I know... You know, we have our key crew members and we like to see them together and stuff. But at the same time, I was watching this episode. I think it's one of the earlier scenes when... Oh, it's one of the the earlier scenes when Trip is talking to the Chancellor about Archer's kidnapping or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's Trip, Reed, Mayweather and Hoshi. And I was thinking, do do Mayweather and Hoshi need to be on that briefing? Need to be in that meeting? Like, I know they're the key crew, like, for the episode, the key cast, but in terms of the actual crew, maybe you could argue you need a linguist, but do you need a navigator in on that meeting? Yeah, but they're there for emotional support for their captain. You mean Trip? Their acting captain? like, oh, the captain has been kidnapped. We have to do everything we can to help. He's not in the meeting. He doesn't know they're there for emotional support. Who are they emotionally supporting? themselves Mm. it makes sense it makes perfect sense i don't think it makes any sense Uh, yeah i know i'm joking but i don't think a lot of this episode makes sense nothing of this episode makes sense yeah i'm done okay great so thank you (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for joining us on this week's episode uh shadows of pajam also pajam sounds like pajamas um (laughs) (laughs) hope you enjoyed and we'll be back next week with episode 15 shuttle pod one 
that episode is gonna be I'm so excited to record it so you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok and Instagram at podmeupscotty and you can write us and complain about this episode at podmeupscotty at gmail.com thank you so much bye 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 Scotty come in Beam was up home.